This is the Infection Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, episode 326. You know, we were so busy before the show doing all of the prep, we didn't update the title on the show notes. That was almost a huge slip up. (laughs) Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Gab at Nick. You can check out my brand new website. I know, lots of things. Uh, nickcraig.com. There'll be information on there about uh, my new endeavor into the world of broadcast media, and uh, we'll have some links and whatnot up there in the next uh, couple of weeks. That's nickcraig.com. Uh, and of course, our website is infectionpodcast.com. A uh, little bit of a different program this evening, but uh, we're here, and of course, Brian is still here as well. Um, Brian, where can uh, where can people find you on uh, online? Hello. Yeah, if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab or Parlor. Or if you go to my blog, you can go to biteoftech.com. Uh, but of course, if you go to our website, as Nick mentioned, infectionpodcast.com, go to the right-hand side, join our server on Discord, because if you can do that, you can jump in and submit news topics. You can uh, hang out, play some games. we got eight ARC servers, I think, at the moment. We have a Valheim server. We've got all kinds of things going on. So if you're interested in that, uh, join the Discord server. It's free. Uh, hopefully owned by Microsoft soon. We'll see. Uh, then you got your Steam group. If you want to get notifications before the live show starts, uh, we do a little notification five, 10 minutes before we go live. Uh, so you happen to be at your computer, a little pop-up will open if you have Steam open and uh, and remind you to join us live. Uh, then we have our, our video forms of the, of the podcast and maybe you want to watch uh, not while we're live, watch on your own, or you can watch live with these ones. And you can go to Twitch, to uh, YouTube, uh, Mix, or let's see, DLive and BitChute. And then... If you're looking for the audio-only forms, those are the lower right-hand side. And we've got a lot of different uh, ways to do that. There's mobile apps, web-based apps. Uh, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can use those links to be able to listen to our podcast with. And so uh, if you're interested in that and you still want to maybe watch some videos and things, jump to our show notes. Jump on the particular episode that we're going to be talking. And today we're going to have a, a lot of videos today to show. So if you're listening to this, I really encourage you, if you're not going to go to YouTube or not going to go to one of our video streams, jump into our website, jump to this episode, and then click on the video links as you're listening, because that'll make a big difference. And you can see what we're discussing and see the things that we're talking about. Uh, and we've got a built-in video player, audio player in there. Uh, and it's uh, it's really easy to use. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do that through either the support tab up top. Uh, we have a link there. We're going to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. And uh, different ways you can do that. We have our subscribe star. And you see uh, Nick here, he added our subscribe star link on the website. Uh, we also have, if you go to amazon.infectionpodcast.com or humble.infectionpodcast.com or uh, through Prime Gaming subs, as you'll hear through the uh, broadcast. But a lot of different ways you can help support us. And then hopefully we'll have a packs and things like that that we can actually go to and spend some of the money. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, like, we've got a small fortune of money over the, it's been almost two years since we've touched any of it. So the, uh, the, the subscribers and everything have been uh, slowly uh, adding up, which is good. It'll make our next event, hopefully, which is PAX West this year, um, mm-hmm. a uh, success. So thanks uh, everybody yes. for that. I do want to thank our friend Donnie Grimes, also known as uh boy. He's gone by many names. Uh, D- uh, Donnie PC, Donnie, 
Donnie Donnie. He's been by all these names, but currently a Donnie Grimes on Twitch. Uh, was also the uh, illustrious moderator for one of those uh, crazy Discord servers of uh, those acid yeah. games, and then quickly resigned. So uh, thank you, Donnie. It is uh, it is greatly appreciated. All right, um, bit of a different show, Brian. Um, yes, we've made a uh, we've made an executive decision um, with some of the ongoings uh, in your life, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we are making a change to the program. We will still be here live every Tuesday night, um, but we are drastically changing the format of the show. Um, we are cutting out, I guess I'm going to say the, the, the filler, um, yeah. which tends to be this game updated this, that, and that. They added admin com- admin commands for you know gray, opaque box underscore three it's just just reading through patch notes that frankly and a lot of them has changed over time too some of the games that when we talked about them they're actually putting content in every week and now they're to maintenance and bug fixes and it's like every week it's we changed the uh this stat from 10 percent to 15 percent. okay that's great but really that doesn't help us yeah and this has been an ongoing thing um i think for the past year or so we've kind of been on cruise control brian just because it was familiar and convenient. Um, but we're making a change. So the show now, going forward, this week is a little bit of an anomaly, um, but the show going forward is going to cover updates only, real updates, uh, and new games, things of that nature. The, the days of looking at a Last Oasis patch and just scouring through nonsense in there is just it's it's over it's just it's mundane it's boring and frankly we can tell based on the interaction during those parts of the show brian they're non-existent there's nobody in the chat talking um it's it and frankly we just don't want to do it anymore so the show in our first our first hour i think is the best hour of our show anyways so we're aiming to kind of because that's something we changed too I mean, a couple of years ago, because <laughs> we, we didn't, we sh- we didn't, we're, we didn't do those kind of, we had some things where we talk about H1C1 and things like that, but we didn't have that kind of intro where we would just discuss a topic. And that's something that you and I added at some point. Uh, and I think that's become the most popular part of it. Yeah. And PH brings up a good point. You cover games that nobody plays. Absolutely. And that because it's a survival game, we've just had it in our list of things to keep up to date on. And frankly, that's been a terrible format. We should have probably done this a year ago, but better late than never. So the show's going to be probably an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes cutting out a lot of the cutting out the nonsense. Uh, we're cutting out current players in its current form. Instead, we'll be doing current players baked into the game. If it's relevant, if they've done an update and we want to see how many people are playing it. Um, and then a tip of the week is no longer going to be in its current form either. There might be tips again, same thing baked into a specific part of the show when we're talking about, uh, a game or an update. So um, I know Green Green Man and PH are are, are, are <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> are, 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 are shocked with the uh, with the change. Whoa! Oh my God! Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what's going on there. The button somewhere. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> was that the outro or is that the tip of the week? Is, uh, that was the tip of the week. That was the tip of the week. Oh, okay. Show. So um, so a little bit of a change. Hopefully, it'll keep the show a little bit lighter and for um and for people to make it just I don't know it'll. It'll be less boring and drag on a little bit less. So with that being the case, Brian, let's uh, we're about eight minutes into the show. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, some of some of the news of the week. And of course, it would wouldn't be 
you know, lots of things have changed. Obviously we've turned everybody's world upside down, but it wouldn't be yeah. an episode of infection. The survival podcast without talking about Epic games. Um, and they're <laughs> yeah. ongoing, our, our sponsor, <laughs> our sponsor. Um, th- by the way, this was their decision, not ours. <laughs> so they are, um, there's they're obviously in a huge uh legal battle right now with apple and with that there's been a whole bunch of stuff that has been released on both sides during discovery which is where essentially the lawyers get to just or the attorneys rather just get to dig into everybody's um business essentially you literally get to peel back and look at everything so new court filings have shown that epic games in the epic game store According to filings found that they lost around a hundred and eighty one million dollars in twenty nineteen and two hundred and seventy three million in twenty twenty. So almost running at almost a a three hundred million dollar deficit last year. Now, this is this is a big business. They have very good Mm -hmm. accountants. They did not lose three hundred million dollars. That's what that's what their books showed that they lost Tim. Tim Sweeney is one of the most wealthy in that field all across the world. So this idea that Epic yeah. is failing is, is stupid because they're not, but this is well, called, this is what big corporations this, do. And I think a lot of this is going to be down to the game, the giveaways that they do first of all, because they still, I, I think they give money still to the developers for these they giveaways, do. big mm-hmm. chunks of money. And so when they when they do these giveaways every week and like next week, they're doing three games at the same time. So they're constantly throwing games out there. I think at, at the beginning of this, I think this is one of the things I said that they were going to have to do. They're going to have to make people's libraries so big to where it actually competes because people have a hard time leaving Steam because their libraries. I mean, I, I can speak to this because I have a very large Steam library. It would be it's very hard to. Yes, one of the biggest. Uh, it's hard to, to leave that and then move over to another platform where you have no games. And I think that this they're playing the long game here. And they, according to this, they expect to turn a profit in 2023, which, you know, if if they're playing the long game, that's not that far away. Uh, and that's going to be, it, it's going to be a big thing next year because 181 million this year or last year, 273, uh, you know, in 2020. And then, We'll have to see. Is 2021 going to be 300 something or is it actually going to start going down? I would assume they're losing more because there's more people getting free games, which means there's more people on the service claiming them. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's the one thing I want to note here. And I Mm -hmm. don't know any. And this is pure speculation, which you've come to know and love on this program. That's not Mm -hmm. going anywhere. If I had to guess. When they give a give away a quote, $30 game. They are not giving yes. $30 to the developer. They are cutting a deal with the developer or the publisher for X amount of dollars per redeemed copy. It is a heavily yes. discounted rate. I would assume, I don't know this to be sure, but if I was a gambling man, I would assume that's how it's working. So let's or say they pay them a flat rate in the beginning, possibly. That's, that's possible as well. So let's say, let's just, let's just yep. go simple. $30 title. They give the developer $10 for every copy, which is still a lot of money. They're writing yep. off $30. So for everybody that claims the game, Epic is saying, well, that was $30 that it cost us, $30, $30, $30, $30. It's like $30 loss. If they would have purchased it, we'd have made $30. We didn't make that $30 they're claiming. That's why this $300 million is definitely the Epic Games Store, but it's a bit misleading because when they give away a $60 title, let's say that Mm -hmm. they're getting at some sort of wholesale rate or they say, hey, 
we're going to give you $100,000, whatever, maybe $50,000 to give away our game exclusively for a weekend. 60, yep. 60, 60, 60, right off loss, 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 loss. You add that up. Oh my God, we lost, you know, we, we, we lost $700,000 on giving away this game. They didn't lose $700,000. They spent 50 grand to get this game into people's libraries. But from a corporate underwriting and a, excuse me, a corporate financial standpoint, that is in fact a loss. So Epic yeah. is not paying any federal income tax would be my guess. In North Carolina, I'm not exactly sure what the tax laws are at this rate. They're probably playing next to zero in North Carolina state tax because their losses are $300 million. This is a smart business yeah. uh, thing that everybody, every large business does. Most businesses are not profitable on books. That's just the name of the game. You get to keep more of your money. Um, yep. And it's obviously not illegal because they're the IRS would audit them. But that's the long and the short of it. So I actually... So let's cut the BS out of it, right? Let's cut this finagling yep. of the finances out of it. I'm not surprised that Epic Game Store is losing money. Epic is making a boatload, but Epic Game Store is probably losing their ass, and rightfully so. It's a brand new platform. Yes. And and that's something that, you know, it's all kind of going around this legal case, you know, that they've been doing. Uh, because now it's getting back and forth with Apple, and it's getting back and forth with Epic as far as, uh, you know, what, what is Epic were? I mean, that's, that's where a lot of this came out is because Apple keeps pushing, trying to figure out, uh, you know, how competitive Epic really is. <laughs> yeah. And, how, uh, how far down this the is something legal rabbit hole do they want to get? How big are Epic's pockets and how big are their coffers? Well, what's something that's interesting is this past week, they've jumped in now into Apple iMessage oh, and they brought one. that into the legal, they brought that into the legal argument. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, Apple's argument is that they is they have an assertion of having no competition uh, is false because the case should uh, take into account the broader video game market is what they're saying, which means Apple is in direct competition with Nintendo and Microsoft is what they claim. <clears throat> uh, incidentally, this means that Apple customers have ways of purchasing virtual tokens from devs on other platforms such as Windows PC and using those tokens on iPhone, therefore circumventing the Apple tax and that's the heart of Epic's uh, argument that they're trying to bring. And so they filed a brief, Epic has, uh, with testimony from Apple execs regarding their iPhone iMessenger app. And they, they, they uh, say that uh, iMessage could also have an Android version of the app to let users on both platforms you know, use it uh, between each other. But plans were, were shot down by these execs because they said it would simply serve to remove an obstacle to iPhone's families giving their kids Android phones. Um, and that was their direct statement from Apple well, saying right. that they were doing this because they didn't want, they didn't want people getting, uh, which is directly anti-competitive. I mean, as far as, you know, whether or not it's legal or whether or not there's going to anything that's going to come from the, it is from legal. this type of a case. It is anti-competitive and it is the reason why I will never not have an iPhone, Brian. I am entrenched in the iMessage ecosystem, in the, iMessage, the yeah. group chats, the games in the chats, the, the all of the stuff that's involved in that, I'm entrenched in it. Apple has absolutely got me by the balls, and yep. I'm not willing to sacrifice to change to to Android. They have absolutely have got me by yep. the balls. There's no question. My next phone, my next, my phones for foreseeable future until there's some massive change here will be an iPhone, almost explicitly because of iMessage and I lose FaceTime and all of the abilities that are associated with that. And that's, 
and, and that I don't really have an issue yep. with because that is well, and this, that's their platform. I mean that that doesn't. And bother. that's what they're trying to push is that this is all pushing towards the Apple is a monopoly, which, which you could make the argument. Yeah, I would say that's true because they they lock people into iMessage, they lock people into their platforms, and they don't give them ways to work with other platforms. Uh, and their their iPhone is that they lock down their store to where you can't have another store unless you're breaking the terms of service and breaking the, of your iPhone itself. Um, they you know iMessage they they don't create alternate versions for very many of the, I mean iTunes they have on other things that you can plug your iPhone into your computer, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't they don't have very many other methods for you to use a lot of their applications other than getting a Mac. And it used to be if you did development on an on a Mac, like for if you wanted to make iPhone apps. You had to actually compile it on an on a uh, um, iMac. You still on do a Mac device. Did they still lock you into X, that? Yeah, Which X I thought code. was ridiculous. Yeah, you have to, to to build an app on iOS. You need to build it in either Swift or Xcode, and you do have to. At yeah. least last time I checked, you do have to compile it on an OS X device. Which I mean, which is is just crazy because that's not it's not a physical limitation or a technical limitation. No. It is them just saying. We don't want people. We want people to use our products. We don't want to allow that people to use it. And Microsoft has gone in the total opposite direction. You know, if you look at the two companies, which were parallel for a, you know, a long period of time, uh, they went the totally opposite direction and have gone just on let's provide services to people and quit with this. Uh, Apple's still still kind of keeping down that line. So they're they're going to be having the court case is going to be kind of moving forward because they're getting ready in May to move on to their third bench trial. So there's a few weeks that we may see a couple more details come up, but they're actually going to the bench trial and we'll see see where this thing goes. It'll be interesting to see who wins in the end because I think it's kind of a toss-up and it'll be probably based on some weird little niche thing in the whole case that I think will probably turn it. I think Apple's really the only one here that that, that can really lose a lot. What's the worst thing that happens to Epic? The court goes, actually, Apple can do whatever they want on their platform. You have to follow the rules or get out. Epic would be in the exact same situation that they're in now. If it goes the other way in in a court or a jury decides, hey, this Apple company is, they're kind of acting like like a monopoly. I mean, it could, like, I don't know if people have followed it, but there's a great documentary about the day after the AT&T breakup. And it's Mm -hmm. insane. The government essentially said you can no longer operate your business and broke the company into pieces. And it, yeah. there's a, a vi- there's I think they're actually internal AT and T videos that were made about, it, and it was a freaking madhouse. You operate yeah. under a set of standards one day, and the next day you're told by the federal government you can't operate that way. It's it it it, it, it it's crazy to watch. That could yeah. happen with Apple. It won't, but it's possible. Um, and that's yeah. so it'll, Apple it'll really is the only one that, that that stands to lose anything. I mean, what's the word? Epic at this point is well, just going to lose is, money. If, that's it. So the problem is Epic, if they lose this case, they just revert back to what they were doing before. Yeah. If Apple loses this case, it changes not only Epic's stance, you know, how they have to deal with Epic, it's going to change how they have to deal with every single developer developer going down the road with their store and their credit card transactions and everything. And it probably will have more effects on other areas because they can use that as precedence to be able to start pushing other things down Apple's throat. So uh, PH says, you know, there's no way Apple will lose it. We'll see. I mean, you never know. You get weird opinions from judges where you're like, I, I don't see it that way, but they're probably basing it on some little legal loophole that they say, hey, here's what the law says here. We're going to do this. Uh, you know, my dad, who's a lawyer, always said the law is not fair. 
Because I would say that's not fair, Dad. <laughs> He'd say the law is not fair. And that's just the way it is. Damn. Words of wisdom from uh, from yep. Mr. Mr. I call him Brian Aldridge Sr. as if you were as, Andrew, if, yes. as if that is his name as well. But that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a that's a very uh, it's a very true claim. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure our friend Mr. Saul Grayman would also uh, would also agree with that statement as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's epic. It's been this discovery has been very interesting to watch discoveries. Oh, every if you talk to any attorney or lawyer, they will always say how much fun discovery is because you lit you. You have like you have the golden key to the castle. You can look at yeah. pretty much anything in discovery. Um, and that's that's yep. why a lot of people don't like when things go into discovery because you get to overturn rocks and look at the whole inner workings of the machine. So um, been very interesting to watch and. We'll continue to watch that play out. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess at this point we could have a ruling by the summer or fall. Yeah. But I mean, I would like to see it wrapped up. Yeah. I'd like to see it wrapped up. And so that whatever is going to come from this will happen because I, I think if they did lose, I think if Apple lost, I think there would be a lot of benefits for other developers, you know, as far as, and it maybe in the end would roll back and affect steam because steam has the exact same 30%. Uh, it'd be interesting because if it did happen, I think it would have a waterfall ripple effect happening down uh that we would start to see it affect other uh other businesses and steam is is the big one that we talk about a lot exactly so All and right. obviously hey, even, go ahead oh good i was gonna i was, I was gonna, gonna say go ahead <laughs> we're, we're delayed a little bit you got this after, i'm, I'm no. pointing to you I'm a, you got i'm it. a gentleman after you <laughs> well i was gonna roll into the next topic so if you got something to say about this you yeah, i don't ahead. care at this point it's gone let's, okay. <laughs> let's so, keep moving. <laughs> speaking of uh, legal issues we've been kind of huh. talking about chronicles of lyria so i just thought i'd give a little update <clears throat> first of all chronicles of lyria they're up to five devs they now have five developers again and so uh so they're they're making progress on it uh, this will be interesting to see if this is something that actually turns around because you know we've written this off as this this company is done for. Uh, it looks like they're going to be releasing what they what is it KOE uh, or Kingdoms of Illyria? If I remember correctly, yes. yeah, Kingdoms of Illyria, which is going to be that kind of lands claiming thing that we showed a little while ago. Um, oh yeah, and uh, PH is pointing out there was a a funding. I didn't put it in the show notes, but Epic just got a lot of funding, uh, and I think Sony gave them a billion dollars, is what that article he's linking to. Uh, so they're still bringing in plenty of money. Uh, of course, a lot of that doesn't have to do necessarily with the Epic Game Store. A lot of that has to do possibly with the Unreal Engine and a lot of the other things that Epic is involved in because they do even film the new Star Wars shows, all of that. A lot of that's done in Unreal. So there's a lot of money funneling into them. Yes, sir. So Chronicles of Illyria, uh, they put out a, a blog post kind of just outlining some of the, uh, what they call their Kingdom of Illyria Milestone 1 website. Uh, retrospective is awful <laughs> yeah look well, at it looks this like thing. he handmade of course he he had he made his what? own engine you know, make it so he's make his own, uh, he probably hand had made it but he probably wrote the code to actually have it his own uh like let's platform see. let's see let's uh let's view the page oh stuff. they have a so have you ever seen there's the thing called built with um is that the, yeah i've used built with, with built.com <clears throat> i'm gonna throw that in there really quick and just see because if it says that it's, it's like not, unrecognizable, it's not, it's not Dreamweaver. Better than NickCraig.com. Hey, 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 hey. Everybody needs to leave so, me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to see. It looks like 
I didn't mean to derail the show. I just was just needed to point out how awful yeah. this website looks. My yeah, website's a freaking. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My website is just a freaking picture. It was better than a freaking four o whatever the DNS error is. It's just a picture. Leave me alone. NickCraig.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, right. so anyways, so yeah, he's going through. There's a lot of information in here. Well, first of all, and they mentioned that they had the five people, uh, including himself, so four other developers, uh, and they brought back the a lot of the former developers. So it's oh. not like he got new people, which is a good sign because that means that he didn't piss them off enough to where they're not willing to come back. Um, I don't think he's a maybe bad shows guy. You a little, no, I'm saying that shows you maybe a little bit of the internals. You would figure if he was really just a jerk and a guy who's just trying to screw people over, the internal people would be like, I'm out of here. Like, this isn't working. Um, this guy, I mean, he must fully believe in what he's doing and just made some really poor decisions, but there's some really good information. I don't want to go in too deep. I'm not going to go into all the notes because this game, who knows if it's actually going to come to be, but if you are interested, he goes through details on, uh, like, you know, assisting in the game, KOE's deaths, just a lot of the, the mechanics of, of how, uh, kingdoms of Illyria is going to work. So we'll have that in the show notes. Feel free to go and check it out yourself, but it is there. All right. Um, let's talk about a couple of new games. Uh, we had a field day on the program last week with a new game development studio that is headed um, by uh, Dean Hall. Or I think we talked about this last week. Maybe we didn't. Um, no, no, we were going to. We didn't get to it. We were, this is the one that we put off till, oh, okay. till this well, week because we didn't, we didn't get to it. So Dean Hall, the uh, Daisy guy... Um, has got a new game studio that he's working out with one of his one of the big Daisy modders, Rocket. This guy made us. This guy did so much for the game uh, back in the I call it 2011 to 2013 time frame. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a new game uh, that is going to be coming out. Uh, it was announced last year at E3, I believe. Um, but or uh, maybe not at E3. Was that the P- whatever PC gamer event they do? Um, yeah. And it is called uh, Icarus. Not um, which is kind of interesting because obviously uh, there's a, the, I think there's an isn't there a popular NES game? No, no, that's Binding of Isaac, not Binding of Icarus. No, there's um, that, I was thinking of Bind- Binding of Isaac, which this is not. But there is well, Icarus. A- Icarus is based from Greek mythology. Yes. So it's. Um- I think it's the son of the master craftsman Daedalus. So who created the labyrinth back, you know, in mythology. So that's who we're talking oh, it's, about. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Kit, Kit, I'm thinking of Kid Icarus. I, I am right. There is an NES game, a very, which was a very popular um, uh, game back on the uh, back on the NES. So let's take a look. So there's a couple different videos here, Brian. Um, yes. Which one do we want to do? St- I guess we want to play the trailer, right? That's the. Do 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 the uh, the official trailer here because that's a minute fifteen. Okay, um, it's, it's not very long. The next one is more of a live action video. Uh, it's a little bit longer, and so we'll we'll look at that one, but maybe just show little pieces of it. All right, let's take a look. Ooh, little.
As you can see, very big world. Yes. So Icarus, obviously based on the video, it is going to be a um, space-based game on some sort of planet that appears not to be Earth. Um, so the game is, uh, as we know right now, it's supposedly going to be free to play, which is interesting. Not a, not a yeah. normal thing for BR game, yes survival game which is what this is this is not this does not yeah. appear to be any sort of br this is just appears to be real survival um i'm not i'm trying to think brian and i don't very know different than that. their previous it's, yeah it's very different than his previous ones as well yeah most we they, most don't do transact small microtransactions you know and so that's kind of what keeps those things going and sur no survival game has really mastered microtransactions to keep them alive because people's for some reason survival games don't care as much about skins and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see uh you know in PH20 a survival game with a time limit. You kind of got that from there where you know he was running out of auction so he had to go. You know he had yeah. to get back. So it's like you're going out for a period of time doing as much as you you can and then you got to get back within a certain period of time. Interesting concept whether or not it will stay free to play or they'll have to come up with some other method for paying for it will be interesting. Um I was looking at the uh, the live action video that I would encourage people to go watch their own because it's like seven minutes of a lot of people talking, not showing any real gameplay video, but telling some story that probably is going to be implemented into the end game. But there is some gameplay that they streamed here this past week that is pretty good that we could check out. Uh, and there's talking and things over. But I would suggest let's just kind of jump through some of the videos so you can see some of the different areas. Uh, and I'm mainly interested in how big is the world because... Uh, you know, if they're, are you going to different planets? How many maps are there going to be? You know, because if, if you look at a game uh, like Elite Dangerous, you know, sure, they get a lot of planets, but there's not a lot of detail. You know, if they're going to have a lot of planets, is it going to be where there's a lot of locations? Or are you going back to the same location? Uh, this will be interesting to see what they've actually done. But this is a, a um, live gameplay stream they did with Dean Hall, Brian Hicks, and Lori. You know, it's, it's that first moment in minecraft when you're you know bashing so this is this is the beginning and, of the and game I think the, the whole foundation yes. of our project was to focus on those core first mechanics mm -hmm. so we've really iterated and continuing to iterate on all the basics. a little stuff. jumpy i would say uh, you know, <laughs> yeah and trees, i wasn't sure what was causing trees, that you know it could be a technical stuff. difficulty from What's them doing it? live so stream but i'm wondering i was wondering if the on, you know, game was actually doing that shrubs you can harvest flowers and all the Laura, says true Daisy experience. Um, well, I mean, we, we've, got, yeah. we've been working with a great concept team um, who, uh, you, you know, many of them came from Grunt. So you can see at the top, look at there's the uh, the mission timers. They have 16 minutes and 50 seconds to complete the mission. And and this is a... Oh, sorry, what, sorry, is that one day? Sorry, there's a one. <clears throat> yes. So it's it's what one day and then it's down to 60 minutes. So you pretty much, at this point, probably will have 24 hours, a little over 24 hours in game time. Looks like it's counting down in real time. So that, I mean, that seems like a long time. I assume this time stops. You know, these aren't dedicated servers or something. Um, I think it is co-op. But this oh, will is. be interesting to see. 
it, yeah, it how, is, how much that time actually feels. Does it go by it, quick or is this something that you feel like you have your time to take? It is cogged. And by the way, that's when the mission ends. So that's when you actually leave the planet and go back to your space station. Um, that's pretty much the only way that you can really die in this game is by missing your flight. Now, you obviously can run out of oxygen um, and you can be killed by a, a, a creature, but you can be revived from those positions. Um, yeah. The only thing you really don't have any solution for is missing the missing the plane per, for lack of a better term um missing a plane off the planet you can see the building system looks to be very modular uh, similar to a lot of yeah. other survival games where you have this green or blue outline of what you're going to build and then you kind of build around that we've seen that very popularized here's their tech tree their skill tree again very common for games you look at rust you look at arc um Brian, it's made an Unreal Engine. They did. They didn't make it in the uh, the old Daisy Engine, which is very good. Something you know, Brian. This kind of seems like maybe what we all thought No Man's Sky was going to be. No. Yeah, uh, I mean, people were thinking it was going to be kind of a lush environment, and I don't know how much of this, if there's any kind of uh, procedural stuff that they're doing, because it could be there's a lot of procedural stuff, or it could be these are preset. That'll be interesting to see. But I think this is more of going out and venturing, finding new things. I think people would have been very happy if No Man's Sky even resembled this at all. This seems like a survival space game. Now, obviously, you're not spending yes. your time on space, but that is kind of the uh, premise behind it. Um, yep. Head Neophyte says, oh, Do you I think people are going to like having time limits on their survival? Because survival, one thing about survival is you can generally, it's like open-ended. And that's For something me, yes. that's kind of a, there's positive and there's negative to that. Uh, you know, for, for people who don't have a lot of time, the open-endedness is kind of a pain. We've talked about, oh, it'd be nice if there was a limit to some of this. Uh, and me, here, yes. they're trying it. I think they're kind of reinventing that genre. I would like that personally. At least I think I would. I don't know that I've ever played a game like that. Um, but, this, I mean, this looks um, this looks promising, Brian. It really does. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we went through yeah. about a year and a half of almost no new anything in the survival industry. No new talks of anything. You got little you know uh crumbs here and there of games and projects and i don't know what it's yep. been the past maybe it's been covid and people have just had so much free time they're like hey we need to we need to get back to this open world survival and that's what this well, is and i think valheim is going to huge piece of this too because all of a sudden everybody's talking about all this open world stuff and survival because of yeah. valheim all the, you know and it's it's not even really multiplayer so much but people are re remembering that they like that survival aspect Maybe they don't like the big, long, drawn-out things of the online, and you always have to log in and check to make sure your base is still there and all this. Uh, people just want a survival game that they can jump in, play, have a challenge, uh, and move on. So the game is already on Steam. You can add it to your wish list. It's, uh, it's, it's called Icarus, I-C-A-R-U-S. You can go in there. It's not, it, it, there's no date on it yet. It's, there's, there, we don't have any of that details, but you can add it to your wish list, um, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah. And one this thing too, just kind of looking at, I was, I was looking at, you know, look at those very screenshots on there. Very differing environments. I mean, you know, going from snow to uh, a mountain type of landscape. Uh, there was some, you know, there's probably, I assume there's something there uh, two over is a little more deserty. Uh, so it looks like they have a wide variety of landscapes. So it should be a pretty large map because you don't transition very easily between all of those biomes in a very small map. Yeah, and um, obviously, yeah. yeah look, I mean, look at that. They got they got sand dunes. I mean, it's it's, it's got to be huge. 
Oh, well, definitely, and I think it's a whole bunch. I may be a whole bunch of different planets, which I I assume is the goal. Which I would like. I would. Yeah, I would like that. You know, I if if they're going to do this, make it to where you have a bunch of maps. Uh, you know, to where you only have so much time to actually explore that area, and then you're moving on to where you never quite get bored with seeing the same place. So this this looks promising. It's eight. It's up to eight players uh, co op, mm-hmm. or you can play by yourself, which is always an option in most of these games. So bit maybe a bit of a mix between um, what was the zombie game that was four player co op? Uh, uh, Left for Dead. No, no, or the one with the plane crash. Um, oh, um, the uh, oh, I don't remember the name, of it, but yeah, I know what you, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Um, you, the forest, no, the forest, a bit of a mix of the forest yep. and oh, or, or yeah, kind of a mix of the forest and another and and a game like Rucker, Rust or Arc, mm-hmm. where it's significantly more open world. So, yeah, yeah, cool stuff. All right, so and we've got. And we've got actually a lot of survival games here. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's talk about another one. There's this one I hadn't heard too much about. It's from Tencent or, well, from PUBG developers and another game. But it's mm-hmm. called Undawn. Uh, there's a website for this. Yeah. Play the trailer for it, this. It's, uh... it's, it's a Chinese one. Yeah. So if you want to play the trailer for it and kind of get an idea, there's some video also of gameplay, but it's it's in another language. So so we so we played this trailer two weeks ago. We played this trailer on the 30th and showed you a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But since then, yeah, they've released. Now we, have, we have actually more information. Yeah. So they've released a uh, essentially like a point of interest little thing where it flies around different parts of the map and shows off the point of interest. It's only about a minute long. So uh, let's take a look at that. This is on dawn. windmill point a uh, crash site which is like a plane in the water a glacier fall um some sort of kind of looks like horseshoe bend uh what they're calling the ground station accident site looks like a road with some roadblocks in it um air force base with some helipads Uh, I assume a port by the oh like a, a dam that's pretty cool oh dam yeah a little bit better than the old H one Z one dam <laughs> yeah say. with no water uh, yeah m- what they're calling the mysterious waters looks like some sort of boat wreckage or uh, s- some something that's the one where the, was this where the sharks chase you oh here yes. we go <laughs> um so that is uh, that is undawn um the gameplay no, that was is, a lot of like pre-structured you know yes cut scenes of things and we also have some gameplay of it which is really what tells you what it looks like because well those so, cut so, scenes you just never know so this is a mobile game yes. realistically um it mm-hmm. will have a pc version but it is a mobile game um yeah so what are we thinking about that brian yeah, I mean, if you look, it's definitely the resolution of mobile. I mean, it's a good resolution for a mobile game because mobile devices are getting fairly competent to be able to run some of this. I just don't see the longevity of it. I mean, maybe you got to think this is not a game that's made for the United States so much uh, because we've looked at the numbers before. Over in Asia, they have a much higher mobile gaming population and not mobile gaming in the way that we do here in America to where, you know, people just have games they also play on their phones. There's people that their primary method of gaming is mobile um, just because of, of 
things happening in their country. And so I think this makes a lot more sense for Asia. I don't know that, you know, the American version of this will have that much play. I mean, you'll get some people who play it, but there's a lot of competition here and just, but it people will don't tend to sit and play these kind of games a ton on mobile. But it will also be on the PC. That's one thing to note with this is yeah. there will be a PC version. So I'm as not, long as I, they put out a higher quality resolution version for the PC, then that that could be much better. And I'm sure now, that's this what could they be the scaled do. down version, and they already have they probably already have a version that's uh, made for the PC, you know, with higher resolution. And, and I can't imagine that they would just release this on PC. PC. I mean, I mean, this this yeah. would be atrocious. Uh, the one nice thing about using Unreal, though, Brian, as you know, um, it's not that hard to. It's relatively easy to have two different branches two of the game on two different yep. platforms. Obviously, there's a lots of work still involved. Don't let me fool you, but it's relatively simple. Um, and for, yeah. I, I would agree for a mobile game, which is what this is. You can tell. You can see based on the bottom left hand corner, this is being recorded on a phone. This looks great for a yep. phone game. I mean, this oh, looks yeah. better I mean, than some of this looks better than H one Z one. I mean, realistically, well, one of the, yeah, it, it is better than H1Z1, but that's the thing is they kind of pushed, started pushing this with PUBG, the mobile game. Uh, that was one of the first ones where we saw, wow, they're actually doing a full PC game equivalent on a mobile. And then, you know, the Call of Duty came out with theirs. I think it's starting to break out. Uh, I don't know that it's people are going to consider it so much mobile gaming, but perhaps, you know, you'll put on some sort of headset and you know, you'll have a mobile device to where you can do real gaming on the on the move or, you know, have a controller or something. Uh, so maybe this is just the start. Uh, you know, maybe mobile gaming is going to start blowing up a little bit more, but we'll see. So they're starting to get real games that actually have seem like they have some pretty good content in them. Yeah. So something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's necessarily the next um, hot new survival game like Icarus could be. But Undawned yeah. is something to keep an eye on. Um, there is their website. As you said, it's undawn.game, which is cool. I like them using the new uh, TLDs. So, um, and a lot of music. I think noise and music will pop up when you click it, so just be prepared for that if you're somewhere where you don't want noise. Yes. Because they have autoplay on their website. They do, which I can hear. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Dirt. there you go. Yeah, and it just <laughs> sits there in place. All right. Um, do you... Well, people are asking if we were going to be talking about a game called Drake's Odds. Uh, this is a multiplayer alien survival game that is being released. Very interesting look to it. Um, I mean, it looks like it's a little bit of sarc. It doesn't look like a super serious game, but we've got some uh, some trailers and teasers, mm-hmm. a couple of uh, video logs that they've done. But we'll we'll see how deeply we go into this. But do you want to start with the trailer? Yeah, well, let's start, kind of let, give an idea of what we're looking at. Let's do the teaser because I think we did show this trailer. That trailer came out almost two years ago. So yeah, let's we showed do, one of the trailers, but there's more things that have been released since. There have. So let me find the. This is this is the teaser. Yes, this is the new video. This one hasn't been out all that long. So let's take a look at this uh, teaser yep. for Drake's Odd.
Looks like yeah, it looks like a nice building system. Right, so you can be a bird? Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> so, uh, you can, so you can... You can, you can actually possess... So you, you can you can possess the AI. The alien. Because oh you God. play as the alien. You're, yes. you're trying to take over the world, right? <laughs> um, and so you can possess various AI and control them. So like you can okay. control the bird, you can control the people as part of trying to uh, to do this. And you got various alien senses that you use in the game. You, you saw the base building in that video. Looked like it was a pretty decent modular base building system. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely a survival game as far as you know, there's uh, research tracks that you do and, um, you know, there's vehicles that you can, I assume, I don't know that you make vehicles, but vehicles that you can claim and drive. You, you saw people being hit by cars in there and them driving around. Uh it looks it looks fun. I mean, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, very, definitely a casual, um, maybe not casual gameplay, but it's a comedy. Uh, and it, it I, I don't know. I don't know what else to expect. Uh, they do have some vlogs um, talking about like the UFO light beam, uh, yeah. talking about the fence system. So you show that those are, yeah, they're they're pretty short. So let's go ahead and show those really quick. And all right, let's take a look at the first one here: the uh, the UFO light beam. Oh, oh boy, I can see myself totally flying this thing around. Like, it's like <laughs> rust all over again. Uh, no. Oh yeah. Okay, so you're picking up the car. So typical UFO stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you're. It's like you've got a big. It's like a like a so crane. He's so gonna drop it on something. So you can move things around. You, 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 There's something in there. Is that it's, a, uh, it's something. Is, that, is it? It's a bird or a. a, a, a it's a no. It's got legs. It, no, it's a person. It's shooting. It's a person because they got a gun. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god! What is this? <laughs> Perfect. There you go. You can drop it on stuff. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we got that. Um, let's take a look at the uh, let's take a look at the fence system while we're at it. All right. Okay, modular base building, definitely Unreal Engine. Yes. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, the little uh, pivoting system. I do like snapping, that. Snapping, well. but but yeah, but you can still pivot it accurately. It's a pivot accurately. snap. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a. I don't think I've seen that before. That's a t that's a tough thing. I've seen slight variations where, but they were such such drastic like uh, pivots. It, it was just wow. Look at how that guy was just able to stuff. close in that entire structure with yeah, no and gaps. it's seamless. Wow, that that in itself makes this game a wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Hmm. If it's as simple as it looks like we just saw, that's... That's... Like, that's... That's something that all these other games will adapt. That, I say that that's yeah. an industry-changing thing, but it could be, because I don't... Most games... Now, you can rotate with A and D, but it just spins in a circle, yeah. and it pivots from the center of the object, not from where it's attached. 
So you're pivoting from and the it, center, yeah. and if it's a fence, it's spinning it like this. When realistically, it should be pivoting from the one of the sides that it's connected on, like that yep. or like that. That's that's a really cool feature. Well, and plus throughout the game, I mean, kind of separate from the fence system, but uh, through this game, what you're trying to do, what makes it kind of a survival game, is you got to think you're an alien landing on this planet, and you have no real idea of what what the details of the planet are so part of what you're trying to do this is your research and trying to figure out um what you can do learning knowledge and you know that's kind of building up your character as well it looks like a very it looks like a pretty full game looks like it'll be entertaining so far um i haven't seen like is it i've only seen maybe two players they show someone looking i don't know if it's, it's i assume it's multiplayer it's open world multiplayer survival i don't know how many it's not on uh, I haven't Steam seen though. that quite yet. No, so I'm not sure. Is this going to be like a co-op or is this going to be a big open world? I, I would picture it more of a co-op um, because it would just be odd doing this type of a format with a large, you know, like 100 players or 50 players or even 20 players. Hmm. Oh, look at this. But it, it says multiplayer. So just pulled this up on their Twitter. Oh, damn it. That's not what I meant to do. I just, <laughs> I just pulled this up on their Twitter. This is the... Uh... This is the tree harvesting system. You instead of using oh, an nice. axe or something, you're using some sort of power ball out of your hand. That's pretty neat looking. So, this is a this is one of those uh, this is one of those games to definitely keep on your radar as kind of a interesting one. Oh, all right, so here uh, here I found the the numbers of what they're what they're looking at for the number of players. We're still at the stage where it would be impossible to give a definitive answer for the number of players. But they're planning on hosting a minimum of 60 to 70 active players on each of their dedicated official servers. So that'll be interesting to see how the gameplay works in multiplayer. I mean, it's, that seems more like a single player concept. If they can pull it off in multiplayer and have it still be fun, uh, then great. And it's looking to be released quarter one of next year. So, um, you know, we're still we're still a little ways out, you know, th- uh, you know, just under. I mean, it's almost three quarters of a year, just under three quarters of a year away. So, but that will, I'm sure, go by quick. Uh, it's going to be launched on PC. They say no, but no platform is currently off the table. So, if it really takes off, I'm sure they're going to release it on on PlayStation and Xbox and all of that. Seems like it could definitely fit consoles. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, PlayStation and Xbox, um, we have a uh, an announcement. Um, which I think we've talked about a lot. Um, oh, we've talked about in the past, but we've now got mm-hmm. the official trailer for the uh, console version of Rust. Now, obviously, this is nothing new for our audience, right? We've all seen Rust and and, and played Rust in, in various ways, but this is how they are. Um, this is how they're marketing the game towards the console gamers, which is like it or hate it, a large group of people. And also yep. a very different audience as well. So it, it's only about a minute. Let's take a quick look at this trailer for uh, for Rust on both the uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Yes, I said that correctly. The PS4 and the Xbox One, not the PS5 or the Xbox Series S. Very odd. Yeah.
All right. I mean, talk about a hype on the uh, on the trailer there. Nice yeah. upbeat soundtrack uh, showing some some gunfights, some explosives, some everything uh, everything else that is uh, that is going on. So that is a uh, that is cool. You could see the website there. It's rush rush dot double eleven. Oh, jeez, I can't even type double eleven dot com slash pre orders. Um, and uh, you can see there you select your your platform the x bone um how much is it let's see oh bring it right to the microsoft store okay 50 so bucks 50 bucks for that 50 bucks so god i hate when they do this three-day early access i mean that i mean that's not crazy oh you could do a get access to the beta too how much is that that's uh that's 60 so that's the cost more. of i'll tell you what controversial statement brian get ready for it i think rust is a 60 dollar title yeah it's got yeah, all the well, features of a 60 since title. they have dedicated servers you know they in it they put out updates constantly uh you know I, I think they are because look at the average player of rust they play tons of time <laughs> in rust for yeah. the people that really play it yeah so hey one thing one thing I was going to mention, I wonder if this is why, remember that HDRP update they're doing for us, trying to get the graphics to be so much better? I wonder if they're really pushing on that because they want that for the console. They want it to be better, you know, because you're going to be doing it on big TVs at this point. Uh, fuzzy textures and low resolution really stands out at that point. Uh, I'm assuming they're hoping to push it out before then. Yeah, I would say that's probably part of it. I, I would, I mean, the game already looks pretty good. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I'm no... I'm not. But I've never what about on a console, the- though? And especially since they're only work. I mean, I assume it works on the newer consoles as well. Uh, you know, not, they not as of right ones. now. But well, I bet you they're just not optimized for them because usually they'll have like an X and an S, and then you know the new one to show that's ready for the new consoles. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll work, but I bet you it's just not optimized for them uh, quite yet, and it'll just look like an old console game, not any of the new features. Very possible. And real quick, let's just take a look at who's currently playing Rust. 70,740 currently playing that. 98,056. And then uh, as your 24 and then seven day peak, 124,813. Of course, that is just on Steam. And we will never get accurate. Well, we will never get numbers from. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Facebook is pretty good about publishing stats, so they might they they, do they have they have stat pages. So that's one for thing. Them. Yeah. Once they release it on console, we'll pull up that stat page, and I bet you they will show the number of players on the various consoles because most companies don't do that. Uh, Face Punch will. They absolutely. They will. show stats for every little detail. If you go to their stat page, they have details for every little thing you can imagine. Absolutely. So, um, so that is uh, that is Rust. If you want to go pre-order it, you can do so. There'll be a link in the show notes. Infectionpodcast.com. Um, cool. A game that was supposed to release a trailer four weeks ago, then yes. three last weeks week. ago, then last <laughs> oh, yeah, week yeah, then. that never happened was the day before. Um, and yeah. they have finally released their video. It's way too long for us to play on this show. We've already seen parts of it. It's just a guy driving at the beginning. So we're going to skip past all yeah. that nonsense. Let's just look at a couple minutes of gameplay so we can get a bit yeah. of a idea of what we're looking at so this is the day before this is there this is the we've been waiting a month for a 13 minute gameplay trailer i mean it it should have been plated in gold at this point but uh nevertheless let's take a look at it so kind of gives you a bit of a division vibe of course as we've talked about in the past um visually i mean it looks like a very 
very highly detailed map. The animations seem very smooth. One thing I like is you could tell that they didn't touch up or you know work on any of this because you know his aim is off at times. And a lot of times they'll say, "Oh, this is a gameplay video," but you look like the can the mouse can you know, move perfectly. The gunshots are always perfect. This is when you can yeah. actually tell they're just running around and playing. So I mean that that doesn't look too crazy. I like I like the grungy look of it. Um, using some some barricades here to. Um, I don't know if it's to. I don't. I'm not sure how the heat map system works in this game. Um, <clears throat> you can see and hear the shooting from what appears to be another NPC. Here's a zombie. I wasn't sure if that was another player. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure how on this one of the uh, of the multiplayer aspect of it. But you know, there's a guy kind of running around like he's doing his own thing. Uh, it's not like this person's following them really closely to move an objective forward. So I wasn't 100 percent sure. Yeah, PH is saying there's one player. So that's that's the kind of the co-op. They're doing a, a multiplayer right now. One thing I thought, found odd is like, why is there power in some... Oh, they, well, there's like power in some of the buildings. Not this one in particular, but there's some that are like fully lit up. Mm -hmm. like a gas station. Oh, maybe he's going to turn it on. There oh, there we, we go. go. Yeah, that's how, that's how power works. Just put two yeah, just run up and together. Pull <laughs> Yeah, and now I got cold drinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like a yeah, it looks like a pretty straight up, great resolution uh, survival game. I think it'll be fun. I mean, it looks like it'll be fun, but it, a lot of it'll come down to what is the uh, the playability as far as quests or like what's your goal? Because I mean, you could run around and loot, and it's going to be like any of the other ones. I think people are kind of evolving to, especially with Valheim coming out. Maybe wanting a little bit more of a guided survival game to where it's just not let's build a base and run around and you know do the same thing or loot and shoot the whole time. And PH's point, yeah, there are missions, and I think that that's much better way to go and not just doing the big open world because it, it that doesn't work on console. And a lot of these places they want to sell on console. A little, a uh, little. 10 millimeter socket sound going on there. I wonder how big the, the one thing I'm kind of curious of is how big is the world? No idea. Because, I mean, you've seen kind of clips of various places. All right, so more uh, but I've seen a lot of clips from this place. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Some sort of uh, field system out here. You can see a barn. You can see how the kind of the, the tall uh, wheat or grass kind of. And it's actually moves reactive, which you. is pretty cool. Like you run. Yeah, that is it, cool. Uh, you can see, which is really nice because if you have someone crouching and trying to sneak up, up on you on a field, you can see the branches moving around that you don't see in a lot of other games. Yeah. Um, so this is a little uh, horse stall with oh a dead horse. Um, some hay bales, let's see, a, some sort some of farmhouse, a tractor. Um, kind of, honest to God, kind of reminds me of, like, early DayZ mod stuff. Oh, look, wow, oh, could you see that? Hit the tire swing, it actually yeah. moved? That's cool. 
So, um, let's see, let's skip forward a little bit. So is there some sort of security system going off inside this house that they've broken into? Um, that obviously is triggering the zombies who are now trying to beat down the door. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I just, I think it looks really good, visually. This is gameplay. Uh, I, this is yeah, not... Yeah, this is actual gameplay. Yeah, this is not... This definitely does not appear to be any sort of really well-rehearsed. I mean, I'm sure they recorded it a time or two, but... Kind of a little yeah, bit of a Left 4 Dead vibe, too, with these different kinds of zombies. They make different noises. Yeah, variations the Screamer, yeah. the spitter, you know, that whole thing. So that's that's kind of a neat feature. This guy's about to get hit. Now we're, uh, these mannequins everywhere make it a little creepy. I kind of get the feeling it's going to be similar to a lot of console games where you're kind of going through a story or, you know, I, I bet it feels like it's a game you could beat. You know, like you'll actually get to the end. You know, Donnie like, points I, out. I just, that's uh, the feeling I get. That the interior looks great. The game is very posh. It definitely has that look. You can even tell by, like, you look at this. Oh, actually, here come the, uh, La Policia. Here some. Bad dudes, or I assume bad dudes. Some, well, I mean, the cops aren't the bad dudes, but I assume it's well, the, we'll home, see. the homeowners and the police. Um, <laughs> so you've now broken into the house, and now the... Oh, yeah, because the alarm went off. Yeah, so the authorities are there. And somehow... Oh, they're, they're, they're very they're, bad. Uh, they're not, very non-observant police officers, obviously. <laughs> Two armed men running the field right next door. See that he has a camcorder. I did see that. And I was trying to break. They're trying to break into this thing, this little fallout shelter-looking thing. So this would be the. This would be the. Oh. Oh, even they've even got the freaking crier from. Uh, Left for Dead, the girl that's always crying. Damn. Wow. Well, Brian, this looks Pretty like cool. a real. Tr this is triple A, my friend. We don't see triple yeah, A in the thing genre. Is, I think that's what we were nervous of showing the very first trailers. Is okay. Is this totally a, a scripted cutscene? The it looks like what we were seeing before was actual gameplay that they haven't been trying to do incredibly highly scripted gameplay, which which is good. I would rather uh, see something that's real like this where you're seeing what you'll actually play in the game and i, yes, I feel sir. like after watching that video i feel like we have a pretty good representation of that I, I would i would tend to agree with that absolutely so um well we're at an hour and uh six minutes and i believe uh we have covered all of uh all of our notes um yes so oh one welcome. thing i was gonna mention oh. one thing i was gonna mention yeah um the the there's kind of closer of a release date on arc two Okay. Uh, they're coming. It's going to be coming out next year. So because we weren't gotcha. sure, uh, but they are going to debut it on Xbox Series X and S and PC. So it will not release initially on PlayStation. Not it will be on either PC or Xbox, which it makes me think maybe it will be in the Game Pass. Same day release. That would be pretty hot. 
I have a feeling. Yeah. So that would that would be a not cool a lot of information, information, but I just I just saw something where they actually gave a little bit more of a definitive date. I thought I would bring that down to you. There you go. All right. Um, uh, well, well, thank you. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for everybody hanging out on the on the new format. Um, Brian, what about uh? And we'll be you? we'll be tweaking it and changing it as well. I mean, you know, as far as this was when we we wanted to cover a lot of the upcoming games because there's just a lot of games that have been that. The survival genre seems like it's picking up again and blowing up a little bit. Uh, and I think that's great. So uh, so we'll see. So, all right. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Parlor or Gab, or you can go to my uh, blog, biteoftech.com. Of course, if you want to go to our website, just go to infectionpodcast.com. Uh, go check out the Discord link, and that way you can chat with us. You can give us input on what you think about the new format. Uh, if you think that there's, of course, give suggestions. We're always open for suggestions. If there's things you think we could do better, do differently, uh, just let us know. And we'll uh, we'll take that into consideration. If you want to get notified before our next show, uh, and especially hey, let us know if you like the hour format, if that seems to make more sense. Um, join our Steam group and get a notification before the live show if you happen to have Steam open. Uh, if you want to watch the video forms of this, just check out our Twitch, YouTube, uh, BitChute, or DLive links. Um, if you want to check out the pre and post shows that we have done, you can do that through the podcast extras channel. And then we also have our uh, ways that you can uh, listen to the audio only forms. Now that's not live, but you can listen after the fact on the various links through We've got all kinds of mobile apps, desktop apps, everything else you can imagine uh, if you want to listen. And then if you are listening, just make sure you jump and jump into our show notes and follow along. So like this one, we had a lot of videos in there. If you're listening to it, you'll be missing a lot of the cool details that we're showing Jump into the show notes. We have links for each of these videos that you can watch as you go through. Uh, if you want to support us, you just go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support or the support tab uh, in the menu, or you can go to uh, amazon.infectionpodcast.com, humble.infectionpodcast.com, uh, subscribe star. We have a link on there for the on the website for that, or you can go on Prime Gaming uh, when we're streaming on Twitch. So, yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thank you as always for all of the uh, the work ahead of the show, and um, yeah, we're looking looking forward to having a uh, a more concise, less uh, le- show with less, frankly, nonsense in it, and just having more of conversations mm-hmm. that we're actually interested in. We've had probably more chat interaction in an hour than we do on most two hour shows because the the stuff just tends to be a little bit more substantive uh, th- than normal. So uh, yeah, and again, if you've got any feedback on the format or this is going to be really important now that we're going to have to be prioritizing, you know, what we cover and what we don't. What make we sure. discuss. Yeah. yeah. So if you want something heard on the show, there's something that we're not missing or something that we are missing that we need to be talking about. Just uh, send us a message on Discord or, or, or get in touch with us via the website. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do so. Even leaving a comment on YouTube. I check those pretty regularly. So um, so that is that. Um, all right, Very Brian. Well, thank you as always. We'll see you next Tuesday again. Same same time, same place. Just a just a little bit shorter. All right. Very good. Thank you. Um, my name, as always, is uh, is Nick Craig. You can, of course, check out my uh, illustrious website at nickcraig.com. There'll be uh, links to my new uh, endeavor as we get rolling with that. If you missed any portion of this show, lots of videos. You can find links to all of that stuff on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.